What is up everyone? It's Quinn here and I have another draft strategy video for you all today. So yesterday I went through the best draft strategy if you're picking early in the first round, so picks one through four. Today we're gonna be going through a similar type of video, but talking about the middle of the first round, so picks five through eight diving into some top targets to look at in the first few rounds of your drafts, um, and then jumping into some mock drafts from each position. So pick five, six, seven, and eight, um, you know, just kind of showing some different starts and strategies that you guys can implement in your fantasy drafts. If you enjoy the video, do me a huge favor, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. It really helps me out a ton. And uh, let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section. But let's just jump right into it. So starting off with some of the targets that you guys should be looking at, um, you can see here, this is according to consensus ADP. These are the players that are going, you know, in the mid first round area. Green means I like them at this price. Yellow, I'm okay with it. Um, red would be, I would not feel comfortable taking them, you know, in this spot. So round one, we're looking at picks five through eight. You can see the players I have here in green, Jamar Chase, Austin Eckler, Tyreek Hill, Cooper Cup, and Bijan Robinson. I would say I have a clear top three with Jefferson, Chase, and Christian McCaffrey. So if any of those players fall to pick five, six, I would easily take Jamar Chase there. That's why he's in green. And then after those three, I have a pretty, you know, even tier of Bijan Robinson, Austin Eckler, Tyreek Hill, and Cooper Cup. I think those players are pretty interchangeable. So I'd be really willing to take those players as early as pick four, and then obviously as late as you can get them. So that's why I have those guys in green. I think some people would like Travis Kelsey in the middle of this first round here, and I don't hate it. Like I obviously understand the appeal. He consistently finishes as pretty much like the number one tight end in fantasy football. I just think he's getting up there in age. I do think he possesses some risk, which is why I'm not willing to take him over some of those stud wide receivers and stud running backs, but I do get the appeal. So if you do want to take him here in the middle of the first round, I understand it. He's my ninth overall player. So he does like just kind of finish on the outside of this area where you're picking from pick five through eight. And then I also have Stefan Diggs in uh, yellow here. So I'm okay with the pick. He's my eighth overall player. So if the top seven are off the board, I would take him at pick eight. But obviously in an ideal situation, one of those top seven would be falling to me in the eight spot, which does happen a decent amount of the time. Like it's pretty rare that you just see my top seven go off the board in the first seven picks. Typically there's some sort of flexibility there. And then at the 110 here, some people may try to force a Saquon pick. I just can't really get there. If you're going to give me Eckler and Bijan Robinson in this area, I don't necessarily think Saquon belongs there. I'd much rather take him like one, two turn, early second round, somewhere in there. So that's what I'm thinking about round one. Now moving into the second round, I have some pretty clear players that I'm interested in here. I think the mid first round is honestly like my favorite spot to draft from. I did a full video on that. I think you get a really nice option in the first round. And then in the second round, you have some really quality picks to kind of choose from before the value kind of falls off in that two, three turn area. So you can see some of the players here, Devontae Adams, Derrick Henry, Amon Ross St. Brown, Garrett Wilson, Jonathan Taylor. These are all players I'd feel comfortable taking in the middle of the second round. Devontae Adams, I think he's a high-end round two player. Derrick Henry, kind of in a similar spot. I have Amon Ross St. Brown as a first round value. So if you're getting him in the mid second round, I think that is a steal. Uh, Garrett Wilson, another great wide receiver I would take in this range. And then I understand Jonathan Taylor has some red flags, um, injury, potential trade, new team. 
I still think he's worth the risk here because if he didn't have these concerns, you'd probably be getting him at the one-two turn. So you're definitely getting him at a discount. And then you can just see the three players I'm not interested here in the mid-second round, the quarterbacks, Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen. I would take these guys early to mid-third round. I would just not be drafting them in the second round over some of these other stud running backs and wide receivers in this group. And then moving into round three, um, you're going to see a lot of red in this area. And I'm not saying there's no bad picks. I just think according to ADP, the right players aren't really being drafted here. So Mark Andrews, T. Higgins, if these guys are falling to the mid-third round, I think they're great values. You're going to see certain drafts like Devonta Smith could be thrown into this range, but then there's going to be a lot of red here. Najee Harris, Lamar Jackson, Joe Mixon, ETN, DK Metcalf. Najee, I have zero interest in at this price. Um, I would be like not even feeling great about picking them in the mid-fourth round. Very low on Najee. Lamar, I like Lamar. I would just prefer a 3-4 turn area. Joe Mixon, ETN would not be taking these guys until the fourth round. DK, 3-4 turn, but would not love the mid-third round. I think Ramondre here in this range is a solid pick, but there are also going to be players that just aren't going this high in ADP that I like. Guys like uh, Calvin Ridley, I think is a great option here. Jameer Gibbs, These are guys that I'd be looking at over some of these other options in red. So it's not like there's going to be no good options available. There will be some, you know, solid values. I just don't think the players going in this range are necessarily the best picks for you guys in your drafts. So those are going to be some of the players you guys should be looking to target through the first three rounds of your drafts. But now let's jump into some different mock drafts from each spot here. So we're going to go on a variety of different platforms. We've got two sleeper drafts. Um, ESPN and a Yahoo League. So we're going to start it off here in the five spot, the 105. It's going to be PBR scoring on sleeper, uh, roster format, two running backs, two wide receivers, one quarterback, one tight end. And then we have two flex options. And then it looks like six bench slots. So from the 105 here, I went best player available, which for me would be Bijan Robinson. But like I said, in this spot, you could have gone Cup, you could have gone Eckler, you could have gone Hill. All those guys were available. So it kind of just comes down to what player you prefer. I did shake it up in some of the other ones, so I didn't just like spam a Bijan pick every single time. And then in round two, like I said, there's typically going to be value that falls to you here. In this draft, it was Devontae Adams. If you're going to give me Devontae Adams at the 208, that's just going to be a smash pick every time. I'm like, even if Devontae wasn't here, Garrett Wilson hadn't gone yet. He went at the 211. So pretty consistently, you're going to find some nice value here in the mid-second. Then we get into the third round. And once again, some decent options on the board. Some of you guys may prefer a Devonta Smith pick here, Ramondre Stevenson. I think those are both fine picks. For me, my best player available was Calvin Ridley. So I went with him. But still, there were some quality options on the board, even if you're not as high on uh, Calvin Ridley as I am. So then we get into round four, and I go best player available once again. So I snag Amari Cooper. And at this point in the draft, I was kind of feeling like this was going to be a hero RB team. Just looking, you know, we went one running back early on, someone I feel very confident in. Typically, I don't love the running back value in the middle rounds, but we get Damian Pierce to fall to us here at the 505. With Damian Pierce's usage in the uh, Texans' most recent preseason game, it really looks like he is going to be the three-down workhorse for this team. He was in pretty much the entire time with the starters, even getting snaps on like third and long. So it seems like he's also going to be the guy catching passes in that backfield, which is going to be huge for fantasy. At this point, I would probably consider him in the fourth round. Like, I think he will be a fourth round running back in my next set of rankings. And I think I'm probably going to bump him ahead of Najee. 
I think there's a conversation. He's maybe in there with like ETN, Brees Hall. Haven't, you know, locked in on that yet, but I'm getting very, very high on Damian Pierce. Like the concern all offseason was, will he lose his job? You know, is it secure? He was a late round pick. We know he's talented. Now it seems like he has that role. So very in on Damian Pierce here as our running back two in the fifth round. We end up going back to the wide receiver position. We get Mike Williams in round six. Typically, I like getting one elite quarterback or one elite tight end. The value just wasn't here. You can see the quarterbacks went very early. Like Justin Herbert went mid-fourth. You had Lawrence going early fifth. So, you know, there really wasn't a ton of value that fell to us. Same thing at the tight end position. Didn't really have a chance of getting a guy like Darren Waller, who I do like in these drafts. So then we just continue hammering out the running back wide receiver positions. I go David Montgomery in round seven. And then we're at a spot in the eighth round where I've already filled up all my starting spots, um, plus one on the bench with David Montgomery. I think mid eighth round, Evan Ingram is a fair price. So we fill out that tight end position with Evan Ingram. We've got like the Calvin Ridley Ingram thing going on here. So we are kind of betting on that Jaguars offense. Go back to the wide receiver position. I talk about this a lot. I've got this tier of quarterbacks with your Daniel Jones, your Tua's, um, Geno Smith, Richardson, Prescott, Rogers. All these guys are in the same tier for me. So I don't want to be reaching for eighth round Dak. Don't want to be reaching for ninth round Richardson or Aaron Rodgers. I'll just hammer the other positions, go Zay Flowers, Sky Moore, get some really nice wide receiver depth. And then I'll just be the last team to take a quarterback. Daniel Jones happened to be the guy that fell in that tier. So we snag him here to be our QB one, which in the 11th round, I think is a great value. And then we just wrap up this draft, two running backs, Warren and Kenneth Gainwell. Um, And then we also go with Mingo at the wide receiver position. Really, really like Warren and Gainwell as late round running backs. There's a chance that Kenneth Gainwell leads this backfield, but he's consistently being drafted way behind DeAndre Swift and Rashad Penny. Obviously, it's not a guarantee, but if you can give me that type of upside to lead this dominant Eagles rushing attack in the 14th round, I'm definitely going to take advantage of that. So I think this team turned out pretty well. Looking at our early round picks, you know, I like the running back, obviously, with Bijan. I think you get some really solid wide receiver values. Adams, Ridley Cooper, I think that's a really strong top three. We get a nice Pierce value, like the Mike Williams pick. Obviously, like I said, would have liked to get an elite quarterback or tight end, but I think we recover pretty well there with Evan Ingram in the eighth and then Daniel Jones in the 11th. So overall, feeling pretty solid about this team. Now, the second draft here is going to be on ESPN. Talked about this in the first draft strategy. ESPN and Yahoo do not have a super like viewer-friendly draft board thing to put up. So I have the roster here, but I did want to switch up the platforms a little bit. So this was from the sixth spot. Uh, it's PPR scoring. The starting lineup's different. Just two running backs, two wide receivers, only one flex. That is the uh, difference here. You can also see the, the round where I picked these players. So we switched it up in this one. We went first round wide receiver instead of running back. So I went with Tyree Kill. He was my top wide receiver available. So he was our first round pick. We got Jonathan Taylor in the second. Like I said, mid second round Jonathan Taylor, I'll take on a little bit of risk there with him potentially going to a new team. I really feel like if he does get traded, I don't know if there's like a bad landing spot for him. Like obviously the peak teams would be like the Chiefs, the Dolphins, those would be smash landing spots where you probably see his uh, ADP rise to the first round. But then even like, I guess maybe one team that could be interested, I'm a Chicago Bears fan, maybe they're interested. But even going to the Bears, like I feel like that's kind of just a similar situation to the Colts, except for probably a better offense, at least here in 2023. So I don't really know if there's like a bad situation for Jonathan Taylor to get traded to. 
So if he does get moved, I think it'll probably be a positive for him. Um, in round four, we get Chris Olave mid-round three. Olave is someone who does slip on ESPN, so him in the third round is fantastic. I would take him in the second. Fourth round, we get mid-fourth round Ramondre Stevenson. Love that pick. Another thing I like about picking in the middle of the first round here is you just get to snipe a lot of these values. It seems like, you know, clearly in round three and round four, we snipe value on both Chris Olave and Ramondre Stevenson. In round five, I went with Justin Fields. On ESPN, I really like getting at least one elite quarterback or tight end, especially with a shallower starting lineup. Um, I also like getting both. Just didn't really play out that way here in this one. Um, Also, not sure if I mentioned this. This was a 12-team league also. Round seven, we get Michael Pittman on our bench. Um, Not sure if I mentioned Mike Williams in round six. Then we just hit the tight end position with David Njoku in round eight. Don't really want to play around there. And then on ESPN, per usual, you can just get a ton of strong depth. Elijah Moore in round nine. Charbonnet in round 10. Jalen Warren in round 11. And then I snagged uh, Dalton Kincaid in round 12. Really like Kincaid as a late round tight end. Since I'm not entirely sold on David Njoku, I do think it makes sense to get a second option here, especially in round 12. You're not really giving up a ton. Then we go Tajay Spears in round 13, Rashad Bateman in round 14. If you're drafting on ESPN, you should always be leaving your draft with Rashad Bateman because he's so buried in the ADP. It's very unlikely he goes much earlier than this unless you're playing like in a pretty sharp league. So I think this team is pretty solid. I like our running backs, JT. Ramondre have some nice depth with Charbonnet, Warren, Tajay Spears. These are all like really strong handcuff options who could take over with injuries. Like our starting quarterback, our wide receivers are strong. Hill, Olave, Mike Williams, Pittman, Elijah Moore, and Bateman. A lot of strong depth there also. So I like the way this team played out. I like the way we kind of sniped the value throughout the middle of these rounds. Now moving into the third mock draft, this is going to be from the seven spot, going back to sleeper back to two flexes, and then once again, a 12-team league here. So we go Bijan Robinson. This was another running back team, and this was actually a double hero RB start. So we go Bijan at the 107. Then we get Tony Pollard at the 206. You're going to give me mid-second round Tony Pollard. I'm going to take that all day long. I think he should be closer to a 1-2 turn pick, especially in PPR drafts. Then at this point, we want to hammer the wide receiver position. So I go third round Calvin Ridley. Then we go fourth round Amari Cooper. Fifth round, DeAndre Hopkins. I don't take a ton of DeAndre Hopkins, so I was cool kind of taking him at this spot. Then in the sixth round, we have Darren Waller available. I continue to get more and more interested on Darren Waller, you know, as the day goes by. I do think he's going to smash, and I think he has a very high-end ceiling where you're getting him potentially in the fifth, sixth round. We go Deontay Johnson in the seventh to fill out all our starting lineup spots, minus the uh, quarterback position. We get James Cook in the eighth round. Love that value on James Cook. We go Zay Flowers in the ninth. Once again, not reaching on this quarterback tier. Don't want an eighth round uh, Tua or Dak when I can get a 10th round Daniel Jones. Get a nice little stack there going with Darren Waller also. Then we go Elijah Mitchell round 11, Tyler Boyd and Nico Collins round 12 and 13. Get some more wide receiver depth. Um, And then we go Kenneth Gainwell again in the 14th round. I really like this team. We get kind of like a mid-tier tight end one option who I think has a lead upside. Like I said, I really like Daniel Jones as a late round quarterback. Our two starting running backs are studs and our RB3 is really strong also. Really like the wide receiver depth here. You know, Ridley, Cooper, D-Hop, Deontay, Flowers, and then even like Tyler Boyd, Nico Collins, nice bench options. So I do really like the way this one uh, kind of panned out here. 
And then our final mock draft is going to be from the eight spot. This is half point PPR, and this is on uh, Yahoo. Once again, apologies for the lack of like a draft board. Wish uh, Yahoo and ESPN would kind of get that going. But you can see here round by round picks, you can see the starting lineup. So this was another wide receiver team. Bijan and Eckler were gone. So I went with my best wide receiver. That was Tyreek Hill at pick eight. Um, and this was kind of like a zero RB start. We go Amon Ra in the mid-second round. Like I said in the targets, if you're going to give me Amon Ra in the mid-second, he's just going to have to be a smash pick for me. We go Mark Andrews in the middle of the third round. Once again, I think two rounds, second and third, were just sniping the value. At this point, the running back value on Yahoo clears out pretty quickly. So I was kind of, you know, a little bit concerned our running backs would suffer. I go Jerry Judy in round five to fill into the flex spot. But then we get Alvin Kamara in round six. I think a sixth round Alvin Kamara is a pretty solid deal, especially on a running back hungry platform like Yahoo. Seventh round Marquise Brown, really like that. And then we have Khalil Herbert here in round eight. I don't know if I love that pick, but I think with how uh, quickly the running backs go, I think he's a nice value on Yahoo. Plus, if he does end up just leading this Bears backfield, he's definitely going to pay off at that price. We go ninth round Mike Evans, 10th round Brian Robinson. Seems like that uh, commander's backfield, B-Rob, Gibson, it might be somewhat of a 50-50, still someone who's interesting. He's probably someone who's playable early on in the season with uh, Kamara's injury. We go 11th round Michael Thomas. You can find a lot of value on Yahoo and ESPN in the later rounds. And then we just want to hammer out some running backs. So I go Ezekiel Elliott, Jalen Warren, two guys that I think are going to have week-to-week roles on their offenses, um, and then also possess some decent handcuff value. So I think outside of our, um, also not sure if I mentioned, I went Lamar in round four, not even sure if I said that. Outside of our running backs, this team is fantastic. Lamar, Andrews stacked up really high on both of those players this season. Our wide receivers, Tyreek Hill, Amon Ross St. Brown, those are two of my top six wide receivers. And then Judy, Marquise Brown, Evans, Mike Thomas, some really, really strong depth there. Um, Like I said, Andrews at tight end. The running back spot is definitely the weak area. Kamara, Khalil Herbert, um, Brian Robinson, Ezekiel Elliott, and Jalen Warren. But I think it's a decent running back group for how strong we are elsewhere. So those are going to be the four mock drafts. I did a video like talking about best draft position. I really do like picking in the middle of the first round this year. I just think you can snipe value in each round. And I think early on, you can build some really strong teams, get one of my top seven early on, like a stud running back, stud wide receiver. You're going to have options in round two to go running back or wide receiver once again. Third round, you're going to have some decent wide receivers available. Maybe you get one of those elite quarterbacks to fall. You get a Mark Andrews to fall. Just a lot of overall really solid options to kind of, you know, start off your draft. So that's pretty much going to wrap it up for this one. Um, If you guys enjoyed, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. If you're playing in multiple leagues, you have an early first round pick, that video is already up on my channel. Um, And then if you have a later round pick, stay tuned tomorrow. I'll be going through picks nine through 12. So thank you all again for stopping by and I will see you in the next one.